Put it there, boy, and we'll show these fascists what a couple of hillbillies can do. Stop your science. Edu- when did your uh, formal science education stop? Well, I'm going what, to tell what, you what was the last thing oh, you, you studied I, or the last thing you took? I, I think I, I had astronomy in junior college in my 20s. Astronomy? Right. Okay, well, what about like... Uh, biology? Sure. Like, when was the last time you took like, a <laughs> human biology? I don't think biology? I've had any biology classes oh, at all. Maybe since high school. So it was like, here's the periodic table of elements... Okay, we live on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to uh, say high school. Okay, monkeys are similar. You know, here, here's here's how that worked out. Right. All that, right. I think so, that's it for me, too. So we can talk about um, the range of, of sensitivity of, of the tests no. to the degree of, you know, false positive, false negative. Uh, or a positive or a negative result. Okay, it seems like a test. To me, like, a test is like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. Is there... What's... Is this, or the presence of this thing, it's here or it's not? Or, like, a test is like, okay, what's the PSI of the tire? Like, how much air is in the tire? Let me let me test it. And there's a, there's a machine right? for oh, that. Oh, there it goes. 31. There's a meter for that. 31 pounds. Oop, I'm low. Like that's a to me that's a test. You're saying this is a test, or they're saying this is a test where there's a degree of reliability. Reliability to the test, absolutely. That and what we're seeing on the test isn't false. I I don't know how to judge that information. Well, there's probably a sliding I don't know how scale, to put, right? And, and right. you're right, I suppose. Right. However, there's a okay. There's an element of this whole thing that. Um, we have CDC, we have doctors that are looking at this thing. Uh-huh. Not to say that they've got all the answers, not to say that they're going to be 100% correct, but they're going to have a lot better handle on this thing than I do. So would you say that there's a, a, de- a degree of reliability, that the, what they're saying isn't a false positive? You're saying, so we can apply the same thing to the, what they're saying as they do to the test. Yes, I think, you know, obviously that's true. However, I'm not an epidemic. I can't even got- say the word. <laughs> You know, all right. So, as a as a community, we need to attack this thing, and we need to put in place practices that will help stop the spread. That's right. that's a goal. Those people who are doctors and scientists, right. I trust them, and maybe they're going to be wrong, and maybe they're going to be right, right. But they've got a lot better idea to come up with a plan than I do, or to judge the effectiveness of that plan. They've got that a lot more than I do. So there's a certain... Well, I agree with you up to that point. There's a I certain mean, place I think, I think where... I think we can we, all judge the effectiveness. As a community, we've got to sign on with what the experts are saying. It's our best chance. Not to say that they're right. Not to say that it won't end in disaster. They've got a better chance. There's a level of... I feel like you could be arguing for sacrifice right now. We need to sacrifice because... Well, I'm arguing for something and I almost never argue for. Citizen, good citizenship. Huh. As a community, we've got to act together. And as a community, we might act together wrong, but we place our trust in experts because that's our best shot at it. Okay. Uh, Do you think we've impugned our own experts because we've, we've stuck them in a for-profit system? Mm-hmm. Right? And now, for many decades now, we're in this. Um, right? 
Right. I mean, you know, when, when one of the liabilities of for-profit medicine. Yes. Well, when he's when he's talking, is he talking about Pfizer's fall quarter of next year? Is that what he's talking about, or is he talking about? Well, you see we what I'm certainly saying? need to be on top of 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 that kind of thing. Um, I think you know, the public trust that you're talking about. And maybe this is the media's fault, and maybe it's our own fault. Right. But that public trust has been... Crumbed. It's been shook. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. There's a lot of conflicting information out there. I can go on YouTube right now, and I can pull up 10 or 15 different doctors. I'm not sure if this is true or not, but several, certainly. Well, that might be one of the problems. I, However... I can pull up anything you want. Almost you know what I mean? every country in the world, the people follow the advice of their experts much better than they do in America. Right. Uh, Sturgis. Are you calling me Sturgis? Is that what Sturgis. you're saying? Why is, is, is that is that Latin for something? Two hundred and fifty thousand motorcycles oh, right. descending the, on right. Sturgis, and there's there there uh, like a million point four cases attributed to that event. Well, have you, Chow? Have you been to Have you been super, to Sturgis? I never have. No, I. It's Montana, right? I want to say Wyoming. Okay, right. Anywhere near the Grand Tetons? I'm not, I'm not positive. Jackson Hole? What, are you calling me Jackson Hole now? I don't <laughs> I know. It does sound happening. like that. an expletive. Listen, Sturgis. <laughs> Listen, Jackson Hole. All right, so you got the biker rally. Yeah, I, I like a... Uh, well, well, look. They, I could look up the exact figure, but I think it's a million Well, point look, four. they canceled Burning Man. You know what I mean? And some people, as I understand, some people still showed up. A few people, you know what I mean? A few yeah. hundred people re- went there anyway. Really? And made a big mess, I guess, because <laughs> there's no organization on the thing. Um, they had tried to do it virtually or something. They did one uh, on the original San Francisco Beach, apparently, mm. this year. Well, apparently that's a little private thing that happens every year. Anyway. And it, what's his name? Larry Harvey, the okay, founder? you got me. Okay, he passed away <clears throat> in, I want to say, 2012. I'm not, or 2008, I'm not sure, 2016, one of these, 2016 maybe. It was a very sad Burning Man that year. But they, they build a little effigy, a little thing. That was the very first one happened on that beach right. with them. Set it on fire. Set it on fire. But Sturgis just jumps off. They're like, forget it, we're going anyway. Yeah. Now, now are they, they just don't care, or is it, oh, this is bogus? I think there's a lot of it's bogus, yeah. You mean uh, people? I mean, these are these are probably not the bikers of you know the, the '60s movie, The Wild Ones, but I don't think those bikers existed anyway. I knew Hell's Angels in, in OB though, um, back in the late '60s. Pretty rough, rough bunch. And was that overblown, or was they were they were really rough? Well, in the movies, it was definitely overblown. But I mean, because you there was a lot of bad press about them. Oh, they were, <laughs> in real life. They I were mean, a rough bunch. They were a rough bunch. So Hells Angels and Mongols used to go into the strip club that I DJ'd at. Okay. I mean, you know, and if they showed up together, it was, it, you know, at this, and they you know, happened to be there at the same time, probably going to be trouble. Always tr- problems, yeah. huh? Got to yeah. get into it. Yeah. But back then, it wasn't really shooting each other. It was fisticuffs. Pretty much, yeah. That's actually pretty much true. Uh, uh, you know. Maybe you get a knife come out at some point. Or something. Somebody flash a knife, maybe. Wimps pull out guns and knives. That's right. It was. It was. You take the beaten. Yeah. Give the beaten. It was usually like four on six or <laughs> right. Three there was. On. A, there was that. You the, didn't roll solo as the a whole as a, group. You know. I mean, you. It, what is it? Um, 
in for one, in for all, or something like what? What is that? Which is a you're asking the wrong guy. Okay, right. I, I was I was never allowed in groups or clubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, and this is a that's a QAnon um, slogan. Which is what all for one something none, none one for, for all. all something yeah close to the Three Musketeers. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to stump for uh, some good citizenship. It's just at a certain point a concerted effort <coughs> to attack. A pandemic seems like the best way, and at that point, you've got to trust the scientists and just go with it because it's your best shot. I blame Hollywood yes. of 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 the past for our reaction now more than any political meanderings or some weird shift in society, and we're angrier. They set it up to. They set us up to believe that a pandemic would be like the walking dead, mm-hmm. right? That it would be this dramatic event, well, right? each pandemic has its own characteristics. But so I'm just saying... You go it, into a pandemic not knowing. But we had some idea of what it would be like from films. SARS and... Well, no, no. I'm saying from films like Contagion, from films where we saw all of society... Andromeda Strain. Andromeda Strain. <laughs> Like this is what we're expecting: this big shutdown effort, tense tanks, people flipping out. Although the movie Virus, right? Remember that movie? Mm, vaguely. It's about robots, so really doesn't fit. Anyway, go ahead. So it just had the name Virus, and you just took took the whole <laughs> uh, well, we you took the whole thing movies. off the rails. <laughs> we mentioned you know all these I mean? movies, and the one actually That's called great. Virus. It really, it doesn't. Hey, you know, there's all. a superhero called Venom. <laughs> I don't know if that fits, but it started with a V, so I figured, why not? No, um, but I'm saying we were expecting this dramatic thing to happen, and it wasn't so dramatic. Dramatic, it just kind of everything was normal. There were less people in the well, streets. Once again, now you can talk about what's dramatic. A hundred and ninety thousand dead. I don't know. Is that dramatic? And I, is it? I mean, there's a lot of. Doubt raised on that the accuracy of that number. Well, the, it's nine hundred and thirty-two. I heard the CDC say it. CDC say it. I heard the CD. Old people used to put their money in CDs. Remember, oh, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> I tried to explain what that was to somebody. They're like, "What? Yeah, why right? would you just give the money to the bank and they give you six percent back twenty years later? <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, what, what and the Keo? What was that? I don't know what that. Yeah, um, off subject now. Hey, you really took us off the rails that time. <laughs> no, but uh, we expected to see... Look, look, I, I, I sat on my terrace when this all started in March, and I would hear ambulances all day long in the valley. Uh, all day long. When was this? This would be end of March, okay. beginning of April. You think it's COVID-related? There was way more ambulances than I ever heard before. Okay. Okay, I know it stood out to me, because I, I can hear everything from there. And usually I get one or two, and I know there. I know ambulances. The reason they stand out is because when they when they go, the coyotes go. All right. And then my dogs go. Yeah. Uh, yelling at the coyotes, trying to imitate the coyotes who are who are set off by the uh, the siren. Sure. Okay. Sure. Ten times a day. Neighborhood dogs too. The they're all over the place. I'm up in the hills, so you can tell those coyotes they do have a distinctive voice. That's don't get me off. Don't don't get me off track right now. Okay? I, you know, I'm having a hard enough time 
I'm still feeling my edible from last night. Just so. staying. You, you don't know how you have I'm so stoned right now. You have no idea. <laughs> Look. So I got no excuse. Sorry. <clears throat> you made me cough. My point is now I don't. I, it's been it's been a month. I mean, I mean, days go by. And I you're don't not hear hearing. none. Not even not even the regular ones. Nothing. So then I said to my so wife. What's that mean? Well, I said to my wife, I'm like, maybe there's so many that they told them to shut the sirens off because they don't <laughs> want to freak people out. Like that. That's what I was thinking, right? Right. There's no, there's no, you know, there's no ambulances, right. James. Okay. There's no and, ambulances, And they sir. do stuff like that, too, which actually throws doubt on what they're telling you. Oh, let's, we don't want to alarm them. We don't want to, we want to calm them. We don't want to panic them. That's what, of course, the excuse for... Uh, you know, Trump telling Woodward one thing and, and then telling the public something else. Uh, he didn't he didn't want to, you know, which we talked about in the last the last episode. He didn't want to cause a panic. Right. Well, I'm not. Well, panicking. I'm not buying that. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, it's just... I don't think it was a panic. I think he didn't want to give the stock market jitters. And there was some. There's some actually some people that actually you know said that back in the day. But if I come out here right now and I go, I don't think this thing's real. If I yeah. said that, I'm yeah. not saying that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying if I did say that, mm-hmm. okay, I wouldn't be the first person that said that. Oh well. There's a million videos about it. It seems to be a movement that this thing is a thing. It's a you know. In that environment, um, Hillary and Lady Gaga are eating babies. I'm not sure you, if I, I, I'm not sure that I get the reference, but I, I can't imagine well, Lady Gaga go, eating a baby. I, I can you imagine. You can go on on uh, on YouTube and find videos of people that are convinced that that's happening and offering proof that Lady Gaga's eating babies. Yes, I really don't think that that's. I mean, you know, <laughs> I can't say I'm not intrigued, <laughs> but I, I, I don't think it, I don't think that's you happening. Don't, you don't really think that Lady I don't think Gaga is eating babies. I really you're, don't. Think. That's what you're saying. She's probably in the studio working. She's probably she's very prolific. So I don't think she has time for just jumping out on the on the uh, spitballing here. I don't think she's. I don't think babies. so. It's like okay, I'm in the studio <laughs> till one. Look, if you can have the baby at my trailer by two, dude. Of course she's not eating babies. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, there's some wiggle room on that, I suppose. Uh, I know, just don't we've like... We've all seen Eyes Wide Shut. I don't like tests. I don't like tests where you can get false positives. That doesn't seem like a test to me. That just seems like... Well, I remember the days, uh, the early days of marijuana testing, too. Right. Um, there, was one, um, there was one football team where every man on the team tested positive for marijuana. Okay. And they thought, well... There's probably some marijuana smokers on the team, but everybody? Everybody? Probably not, you know. So they, they figured out that it was Advil that the doctor, the team doctor, was giving and it was, know, it was setting the team off the thing. for bruises and what else. I see. And it was Advil. They had to, and, you know, at that point, they discovered something about the testing that, okay, we've got to tweak this so we don't get Advil, but we do get marijuana. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's part of science. And it does throw some shade on, on the whole idea. I'll tell you what else throws shade. Yeah, <clears throat> Spain. Uh, they're not. They're they're dead. Their death numbers come out quarterly. Yeah, not at the end of every year. So there's missing pulmonitis deaths. They're 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 missing them. Why? Because they're assigned to COVID. Exactly. Death? I mean, if you if. 
okay, this thing comes on the news. Oh, there's this thing. It affects your lungs. And da, da, da. Now, imagine you have pulmonitis and you're sitting there listening to this. You know what I mean? Undiagnosed pulmonitis. Like, you just, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but, that, I mean, you said it best last time when you pointed out that only 300 people died in, in the Twin Towers because the rest had pre-existing conditions. I'm just saying, if in the U.S., if pulmonitis kills 60,000 people a year, let's say... Sure. Okay. And then, so for this I think year, that's high, but yeah, I don't know how many it is. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm counting emphysema, flu. I'm counting all all respiratory as pulmonitis for the, for the purposes of this conversation. Right, right. <laughs> my own my own designation. And then malfunctioning uh, lungs. And then, uh, and then next year's numbers come out, and there's only ten thousand dead, and there's sixty thousand people missing. We know that sixty thousand people. We're going to die of pulmonitis in 2020 in 20, and didn't. But they, they're still dead. Do you see what I'm saying here? I mean, yeah. Um, if I was going to die in... So speculative, though. But, I mean, it's speculative in the sense of, of the whys, but the numbers are not speculating and, at all. The numbers are just presenting themselves. They're statistics. Right. And statistics also have a range of... Yeah, they go from lies to damn lies <laughs> to statistics. <laughs> Those are the three things. It's, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I think what I'm actually saying is at a certain point, you need a com community-based effort to attack a pandemic, and you're just going to have to jump out there and, okay, maybe there's some reason to believe that this the test is... Has a range of accuracy. What about herd immunity? Are we certain that that's actually a thing? I think it might be. We're fairly I, certain that's a thing. Yeah, and I think there's reasons for that. Um, does it? Okay. So, my son lived in a household where one guy tested positive. Right. Um, two other guys. Um, like, I don't know, three or four weeks later, or two weeks later maybe, got tested and they tested negative. Okay. Um, the other two people in the house, um, everybody went on quarantine. The guy who tested positive locked down in his room. <clears throat> right. He didn't go in the kitchen. He didn't go in the living room. He, he, had, an, he had a doorway to the outside from his room. So that's the way he went. Bathroom buckets. I, get, I don't know. I didn't ask right. about that one. Right. Um, Find out for me, if you can. And, well, the other two guys had their own bathroom. Okay. So there was... With there, buckets or regular bathroom? No, regular toilets, flushing, ah, you know, nice. shower. Real nice. Right? <laughs> it's, it's right in their room. Right? But anyway, uh, um, nobody in the, else in the house got showed symptoms. Right. Those who, who... None of them did. And the two that tested did test negative so it that seems like it's not as virulent as we were initially led to believe is that is that what that might indicate or did they take precautions so well that they defeated its virulence? well as i'm understanding from several physicians is that it's mutating extremely rapidly and it's very likely that what we're what we're faced with at this exact moment is is a much reduced strain. Maybe it's watering it down. Yeah, it's watering it down. It, it, it itself is is 
is mutated. It's changing. Well, that's what uh, you know. My my son's household's uh, experience suggests. That well, which makes a vaccination theory a little bit. What are, what a vaccine for which version of it? Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, I know there's I something know. there. And, and what are we doing? You know. So the uh, people resistant to vaccines have brought measles back. Have brought tuberculosis back well that's a good excellent point it's not just creating it right it's getting people to take it it's implementing a lot of people are not going to want to take it anyway now now you could say if you want a passport you got to take it countries may have restrictions like you need to be vaccinated before you can enter uh with your you know something like that could could come about um I don't think we're at a point where we would do widespread voluntary vaccinations. To make it personal and to throw a bit of shade on my own argument, mm. um, I've never had a flu test or a flu, shot. A flu shot. Right, yeah. right. Um, You've never been sick. I, I, I'm so rarely sick. Right. You don't, can't really remember the last time it's, you were sick. sick well... Sick. I certainly had, ha- haven't had any flu during the COVID. Okay. Because we're protecting, yeah. taking precautions. I'm the same exact way. Not a single flu shot ever. And, yeah. and, I, and I, th- I, so I've got this thing in my mind that possibly it compromised my already, obviously, pretty good immune system. Yeah, you, there's no benefit for you to be vaccinated because you were already working pretty good in your mind. Yeah, right. right. So uh, am I qualified to make that judgment? I don't know. Right. And, but if it's not broke. And I'm not a young man. I'm not a young man, I, so I'm apparently more vulnerable to the flu right. than other people. But somehow not. However, I see people getting the flu a lot more yes. frequently than I do. I know people that get seasonal Almost flu. Almost yeah. never. And right. when I do, it's over in two or three days. Right. So, and, and that's been, I don't know. Did you ever swim in toxic water when you were a young man? Like that you know of? Some water that could have been compromised? When I was, um, I you know... Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay. We used to play in the drainage ditch that run ran through our our okay. subdivision. Okay. So that's um, all kinds of leaching, all kinds of toxins. Everything from people's you can lawns, imagine. Yeah. You know, dog right. shit, right. I, whatever. And there's just a horrible situation. There was right. broken bottles in there. We're barefoot. We're just. I'm playing Tarzan. It's the swamps for right. us. You know. Right. Um, yeah. Never got anything that I know yeah, about. Yeah, me too. I used to swim in this pond or lake, seasonal lake, that ran through a mining operation. I mean, there were no fish in that water. There was algae would <laughs> barely even grow in that water. Alligators? You know I mean? Noth- there was nothing. nothing. Nothing would live. You know, it was void of, of life in there, <laughs> you know. Uh, pond could have been on Mars. <laughs> who knows what chemicals were in there? All I know is I can't get sick. So, no flu shots. I think I got reverse poisoned, if that makes sense, you know? There used, there used to be a pipe that would come out of the ground with water coming out of the pipe. Who the hell knows right. where that water even what came from? That? We would drink handfuls of that water. Do you remember thalidomide? <laughs> Do I remember? He was my, he was my roommate <laughs> in college. No, uh, no. Was that from... Some company. So this was a this was a drug, and I forget what for what symptoms this drug was administered to pregnant women. Okay. But um, and this was in the late fifties. It resulted in hideously per, per, uh, deformed 
babies. Okay. Ba- babies born with beards, scales. Uh, Misshapen bodies. You name it. Limbs. Melon heads. All of the above. Right. It was just this horrible, horrible. thing. And it, right. you know, and it took a little while to figure out that this... So, to say, to use that extreme example, yeah, they fuck up. Right. Um, you see it, the commercials all the time. If you were a loved one, <laughs> right. shat out your lungs. <laughs> Maybe coronavirus uh, medicine is good for you. You may be entitled to compensation. Right? <laughs> now we're talking about that. That's the lawyers. Uh, no, I'm just yeah. saying they, 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 they always come up with these great drugs, and then about six months later you see the TV commercial, you know. Well, I know, and then you and then you got to wade through the contraindications list. Right, which could be pages. And and daunting. <laughs> it's just, do I really want to take this? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't like feeling weird at night. But the, do I really want, like, my leg to fall off? And are they telling me something that works for the broad, uh, you know, portion of the population? But those people, there's people that it really has a negative effect on. And they're doing it anyway because, you know, it, it works for the whole community as a whole. And, do what I, and do, if I think I'm maybe one of those at the edge that it not only doesn't help, it actually harms, uh, I, you know. Well, the I'm stress gonna... thing, too. I mean, all bets, <clears throat> all bets are off with the stress thing. Like, your stress affects the way medication works, the way right? you test. This, there's never been a more stressful time, I think. Is, is stress heightened for you? Absolutely, yeah, in, in every in I'm every conceivable way. And I think for most people, I would say so. And some some much worse than me. I mean, the future's uncertain. That's stressful. The, um, you know, the future's always has some uncertainty, but but it's it's in the distance. It's not it's not on the first. It seems less predictable than it has seemed in the past. I, I, I mean, the sort of Damocles is hanging over about 70 to 100 million people right now in this right? country. They're, they're that close. They're that close. We've never been in a time in this country where you have such a huge population that is on the edge. Financially, I'm saying. And never have... Good morning. And never have... Um, Republicans been so off of a community-based, you know, people-based solution to things. I mean, they, they they never are anyway. They're you know they're they're in there for the business. What's good for well, that's Jeff tra- Bezos I mean, is good for America. Look, that's the trap we fell into is thinking that somehow politicians are steering all of this. I think it's, that's just a show. You know what I mean? Well, so but who else? I mean, FDR did get us out of the depression and did enable the country to get into World War II and beat world fascism and, and in the 50s develop the, the highest standard of living in the world. So should we thank FDR for, the, for doing that? Or for we the, should thank FDR or, for doing that, Or yes. for the military-industrial complex that was birthed out of that. He had to go up against the military-industrial complex. So I don't say, the, no, we don't okay. thank Well, well bang-up job. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a pretty good way to put it. You do, you know. Sarcasm included. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, way, way to go. Hey, at least you tried. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I mean, you know, the New Deal, <clears throat> of course, you know, the national highway system. Yeah, uh, but that was politician-led. Sure. And that was a long time ago. It needed to. So, well, um, I mean, Hoover had taken the approach... It'll go away, right. <laughs> magically, um, the, the depression. 
and for from 1929 to 1933, just downward spiral, job loss increasing, home uh, foreclosures increasing, bank runs increasing. Throughout that four-year period, incomes FDR, the downward spiral of the economy comes to a screeching halt because of smart, effective, politically based um, policies. Long time ago. 1933. 1933. Right. And seemingly the last right. time that ever happened. Well, uh, you know, the last time you get a big political movement like that to, to create great change is uh, Reagan <laughs> with the uh, corporate tax cut in the 80s. Right. Uh, you know. From 70% to like 28%? Yes. Something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Which fundamentally changes the country. It did. Know? It did, and not for the better. Right? And the union busting and everything else that went on, you know. You know, I, I remember I, I remember a time, you know, when I was a teenager, um, not knowing any poor people. Didn't mm. consider myself poor. Right. My family wasn't poor. Right. Um, and the standard of living is substantially lower now for millions more people yeah. than it was in the 50s. Right. Turns out that corporate tax money paid for some stuff well, in the end, you know? It made the economy as a whole, right. top to bottom, work much right. better. Well, sure. And rich people still got rich. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cadillac. Cadillac, that was the car. All right, the people at the very top, and we're talking about the 1% <clears throat> of the 1%. Right. Um, they like depressions because... Asset value falls, and yes. they can go waltz in and pick it up for a song. Right, and that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what's happening. So, some people suspect that that's the reason that their depressions are sometimes engineered, or at yes. least they're not guarded against. These are opportunities for the one percent of the one percent. So they they're not worried about it. So how does this apply to twenty twenty, the year twenty twenty? Certainly, that activity has not decreased. Um, it's 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 increased. They have a lot more money, There's and assets are a lot more depleted. Wealth disparities greater right now than it was during the time of the robber barons in the eighteen eighties and nineties. Also, it's uh, worse than during the right before the French Revolution. Yeah, it's definitely at that level. Yeah, uh, blood in the street up to the ankles. You can smell it. It's on the tip of everyone's tongue. <laughs> I mean, we laugh, but we're talking about something horrible. And know? I think a portion of the 1% has realized we've got to throw the population some bones. But when are they, is that going to start happening? Because it, it seems circa... Republicans aren't uh, uh, seemingly aware of that. Robert Mercer is seemingly not aware. You know, the, whichever Koch brother is left is seemingly not aware of it. However... Seems like Goldman Sachs is aware of it. Um, New York banking and is is it to some degree aware of it. I don't know about you know Raytheon, but right now they they say half of privately owned businesses <clears throat> will be closed by the end of the year to never reopen. Yeah, half of the privately owned businesses in the country. Someone's going to seize those buildings and those assets and that capital and take over that market share 
And it's probably going to be the 1% of the 1%. So what is their... Well, they're in their look castle. Look at those list of the top wealthiest people and look at how much their portion of the relief, the stimulus relief, went to them. Well, I mean, look at look at Be Bezos right now, I read, could give a dollars $106,000 bonus to all 877,000 Amazon employees. He would have the same amount of money as when the pandemic started. Yeah, right. just on the money he's made since the right. pandemic started. Right. And uh, it, it doesn't differentiate between, you know, what what kind of, you know, breaks he got from the government for the stimulus. Well, and the stock or, gain. Or that's Because yeah. obviously... Ordering online did go up when sure. COVID hit. Oh, yeah. I made some purchases online that I would probably have gone down to Best Buy for originally. Well, I bought toilet paper one weekend. <laughs> I got some weird toilet paper. Really? Amazon at some point was, uh, they took the opportunity, I think, to clear out that their stock. That was one of the first items that went. It was the very first item. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... Uh, rubbing alcohol, hand sanitizer, right. but no toilet paper. And I was in the I was in the store like a week before. <laughs> like I could have bought so much of that. But you should have seen the weird toilet paper I ended up with. Some weird toilet paper from somewhere. <laughs> I have no idea. They were out of everything, so it was like was stuff. It, was it comfortable? Was it scratchy? It had a language printed on it. <laughs> I looked. I could not find the corresponding country. I mean, was it Was it printed or was it? Plane. It was seemed the package was very nice and the paper was very utilitarian and you see, you know, it was like a I don't know Czech Republic maybe and it was written in cerulean. I have no <laughs> idea. I wouldn't recommend the toilet paper. Right? No. Yeah. What were um, we talking about? Sorry. Well, the reliability of public policy basically is what we're talking about here. It just seems like the people that control the people that are talking to us are making a ton of money right now, scooping up their competition. And when will they stop? I don't think they will. They will restrain themselves. I think it will. They will have to be stopped from doing this. I I, I think that's more than apparent. So I, so what? Where we? I don't think this. It, I don't think that has anything to do with the virus. I think the virus is an excuse to do that, which they've been doing forever. But now it's it's accelerated, and they're they're salivating right now. They get, why why would you stop? Keep it going till everything's in the in the ground. You know, Adam Smith never said the phrase "the invisible hand of the marketplace." Huh? Never said it. Never said it. It's not anywhere in the wealth of nations. I see. Who said it? Nobody said it. Oh, it's just something we it, wish I mean, existed. I mean, it evolved. It evolved. Um, the invisible hand. Do you mean what, what the... What the marketplace decides. What the 1% is able to get away with versus... That's pretty much it. Right. That's pretty much it. And the other part of that is that money devolves to fewer and fewer hands. If there's a truism, if there's, if there's a, a, an inevitable part of, of the economic right. uh, you know, formula, it's that money devolves to fewer and fewer hands. And it's easy to see why that's, you know, those that have a slight advantage... We'll use that to people who have a little bit less advantage. Right. And sooner or later, you're going to need some money. You're going to have to borrow some money. Right. And the person that lends the money then at that point has the advantage. Right. Which is fine in the moment, but over time. Over time, right. ratafundia. Right. Which is not good. <laughs> <laughs>
You know, it's not good. That's well, not what that's you want. The big ones eat the little ones. That's right. what latifundia actually means big, there. Big, big ones eat the little ones. Yeah. Big fish eat the little fish. Yeah, and that's the... And then, so, fu- you know, then you have one fish at the end, one giant fish. And it doesn't work out that well for them because it's it tanks the entire economy. Right. You, when you get to a point where a lot of people are out of work and you got nobody to buy your shit. Yeah. Right. So... Yeah. Invisible hand of the marketplace, not yeah, so much. Yeah, not so much. I mean, the way it functions, you want to call that the functioning of it, is the invisible. Okay, that's the way it works. <laughs> right, I mean, right. <laughs> you know, it's not complicated. Yeah. The, uh, but the, this, this virus thing, this pandemic, is a great excuse to go to town, you know? I mean, really, we're, what are we going to end up with here at the end of this? I mean, the mom and pop is over. Well, that's part of this uncertainty. We we don't know what the economic landscape is going to look well, like. I mean, we can for see what's businesses. We can see it. What's happening? I mean, it, it's it's that's going why, in that direction. That's why the people. There has to be some amount of control imposed upon the marketplace and imposed on, as by extension, on public policy. Here's we got to we got to think about. Okay, what's going to be the the effect down the road of this policy? Not just uh, invisible hand. Boom. Follow that. We don't know where it's going, but follow that. Because I trust that better than somebody coming up with a plan. Right. And that plan might be wrong, you know. Well, that's the thing. When we talk virus, we can talk about doctors. There's right. an implicit education and experience right. that, we, that we lend. When we talk about public policy, you know. We know who the politicians are. They're, they're lawyers of corporations. Clash of Agendas. Absolutely. My favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> and a certain amount of that is okay. I mean, a certain amount of that is people coming together that, you know, if I, if I do this, it's going to disadvantage you a little bit. We're going to have to negotiate that one out. My ability to exercise my advantage ends where your disadvantage begins. Ah, like, can I quote you? Uh, can I quote you? I don't you? think I could say it again. Right. <laughs> Folks, write that down. I don't think I can even put it on Twitter because it's too many letters. Right. <laughs> it's the essence of that phrase, though. And I say cut Twitter down to 65 characters. <laughs> All right, let's get down to the meat of it. You know what I mean? Well, that's exactly why I, I can't use, a, I can't restrict a 140 characters. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do Twitter for that reason. I can't even. When I do Facebook, when I do face, Facebook, I do diatribes. It's like nobody's <laughs> reading. Right? You can't do diatribes nobody's gonna read on Twitter. That. You know. And then Instagram. If you're, if you're trying to do it. No, I'm too. Uh, I'm too ugly for Instagram. Li- well, if you're trying to do it on a laptop, forget about it. I tried to get. It's all phone. Yeah. I tried I to get it going that way. So. Yeah. I was asked by the company to not not post any more pictures. <laughs> I got an official... The company. The company. <laughs> Instagram Inc. <laughs> they said you can have an account, you can look at other people's accounts. So Instagram's telling you you're too ugly. They didn't, exp- they didn't say that. You know? <laughs> We'd appreciate... Well, it was, well, right. I think the word demographic was thrown out. <laughs> you I had know. me a demographic. It's, you know, it's hard being older in a time when, you know... People are younger. You know what I mean? Really, it's just, it's difficult. Um, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, We need, like, another war, kind of thin out the young people a little bit. Um, You can cut that out. (laughs) 
it's it's in there. It's called oh, boy. You were kidding though. Of course. <laughs> Lady Gaga doesn't eat babies. That do not put Lady Gaga or babies in the title of this show <laughs> I, in any way. No pictures of Lady Gaga. I nothing. Promise. No, we're we're talking about public policy and. What are we? This is the worst show ever. Public yes. policy. It's so dry. No, this is actually we've been on point better on this show than we've been on. You think so? Oh boy. I don't know. Did you hear our last show? I try not to. We had some people shows. walking through. We had people walking out. <laughs> I almost quit. Right, and we, you know, we had an audience though, so that was. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, this is much better now. It is, and we're much yeah. more on point. I've, I got to tell you. Now we're now we're getting too way way too self-reflective here. Way too much. <laughs> See that ruined the whole thing, actually. Now cut all that out, actually. <laughs> Can't do it. Start the start the edit right when you said about Lady Gaga and the babies again. <laughs> Get rid of all of that. No edits. I don't know. I think you should, uh, you know, the, YouTube should be limited in some way. I, I, I hate to say it, but people, I think people have too much information right now. You know? There should be a, a government agency that determines which information. INSOC? INSOC. <laughs> the Ministry of Information. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Uh, I think Monty Python had it better. About the parrot? The thing about the parrot? The Ministry of Silly Walks. Silly Walks. <laughs> Which is the one, Monty Python wasn't the one that had like the half-naked ladies in it all the time. That's Benny Hill. That's Benny Hill, that's right. <laughs> Benny Hill was great. <laughs> yeah, <'cause> Benny Hill <laughs> was great because it was like, like, there's nothing going on. It's like, duh, 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 and then all of a sudden, honk. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what? You know, and your mom's walking by, and it's like, what What are you watching? Here? <laughs> right. I'm like, it's black and white. How bad could it be? Right, and it's... It's faster than normal speed, too. They've yeah, been... you speed it up, right. and it's not as racy. Right. You know? It's always him, like... And that, that, that leer on his face. Well, he's committing <laughs> simple assault in, like, half the episodes. You know what I mean? He's leering. He's guilty of leering. Uh, lechery, probably. Oh, absolutely. You know? I mean, lechery on steroids. And I, and I definitely saw unwelcome touching. Oh, well, Honk. right. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least... At least he didn't have to give up his Senate position. <laughs> Is that a Tom Daschle reference? Okay. <laughs> That's two shows in a row where we mentioned Tom Daschle. Franken's got a new book out. Oh, okay. Tom Franken. Um, did he get a raw deal? Well, I think he gave it to himself. Kind of, right? He could have played politician and I don't know. did I mean, what they did. You know, we'll never know what the back room was. I think he stepped down as a way of showing this is what you're supposed to do when this happens. Right. You, you apologize and an you fall on your sword. Yeah. And he gave up his career, basically, for the example. We kind of needed him in the Senate. Though. Yeah, we kind of needed him. Yeah. Yeah. So backroom deal, maybe. I respect him anyway. Yeah, I do too. I mean, going into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was he too politically correct? So, what an anomalous thing to do the right thing for a politician. Right, and we're, we're kind of circling back to that concept of good citizenship. And he's the best sexual harasser we have. Right. You know what I mean? Good job. I mean, right? That smile on his face with the hands, you know, over the, 
over the boobs. Fall on your sword. Right. <laughs> you know? Ha, there you he's go. He's not touching, but he's, his hands are yeah, out there. There you go, Mr. Comedian. <laughs> well, that's collateral. When we talk collateral damage, you know, usually it's not somebody doing it to themselves. You don't see that too often. But, oh, right. but in, the whole, in the whole Me Too movement, you're going to have a certain percentage of people that get falsely accused. I consider them to be collateral damage to the movement. Sure. And necessary. I, I think that's correct. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, you talk about decades where nothing was said, where this, acti- this activity was just allowed to run rampant in the halls everywhere. Oh, well. And I think right. everybody's guilty, even people that were doing it and people that were not doing it were all guilty at that time. So <clears throat> was there a, a pendulum swing in Me Too that went too far? I'm just saying when it's time to clean house, sometimes you end up sweeping up in the earring. You know, I mean, it, it, it happens. But, but the house got dirty. That was the problem, that the house is dirty. Not that the cleaning method is too capricious. You and, see what I'm saying? Right. You're and, past the point of judging that when, when the problem occurs. Well, what about I would rather uh, free nine guilty people Sure. so that I don't incarcerate one innocent person. I would say that that is a very noble thought. Right. And, and not and, the way it actually works well, in real life. Well, and it's very late. I, I'm just saying... Wrongful conviction I'm just saying it, it was, people were more than happy to have innocent women being harassed. There wasn't any qualms about that happening. Nobody was worried about, you know, oh my God, what if she doesn't deserve it? <laughs> you know, I mean, that never came up. Right. And now when it's time to start paying all those tabs, now we got to get the forensic accounting out. Okay, now hold on a second. Is this good? Is this... Because now we're evolved and now it's time to do it perfect. I get the spirit of it, <laughs> but there's a lot of innocent women that got affected by this. Exactly. So where's their, you know... Yes, I think it's a pendulum and a pendulum has to swing, my friend. Yeah. And, and it, it was being held to the right for a long time. Uh, and some people are going to get hit. I mean, and gravity is involved. I mean, it's farther, gravity. The farther it's held out one way, is seems like there's a relationship between how far it swings back. Exactly. So we got to take our lumps, okay? And then maybe next time... Sweep up those earrings. Sweep up a few earrings. And then next time, maybe we don't let the house get all fucking trashed like it did this time. And I think... Well, the, in, in the phrase, the long arc of history bends towards um, justice. Ooh, I like that. And I think it's true. The I mean, long I, arc of well, history. Well, as a student of the 18th century, the world is less brutal than it was then. That's great that you said that without laughing. <laughs> student of the 18th, as a student of the 18th century. <laughs> I know. I you know, know. It sounds a, grandiose, but I've read... Look, a lot about the 18th century. Look, in so. the end, all we have are, are historians of the, of the official and unofficial variety. Right. And that is our link to the truth, to the past, everything. If you forget your history, what, are the, what does it say? Those who, that... Uh, who controls the present now, controls the future? Who controls the future the now, controls the past... Phrase. How's it work? It's from 1984. You're, you're sounding like Harpo Marx right now. No, 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 no. Hold on. Come on. Or Groucho Marx. Where's Coppolino when we need him? Right. Um, he would know. He would know. 
Well, but the idea, yeah, that. So the thing about history is, if you can look at a point in the past, figure out the political parameters of the who range, controls. You the, can lay I that model on your own time. Enough about train models. <laughs> All right. Who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. I like that kind of, yeah. I have to think about that a little more. Who controls the past controls, controls the, the future. future. Who controls the present controls the past. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to, th I'd have to unpack that. Well, one. history, well, the history we study is written down by the victorious to some extent, the official history. The victors write that. I'm going to say more or less. More or less. <laughs> There's a range. Right. And then you have the, the guerrilla journalists, historian, guerrilla historians. So you get two distinct versions of history, right? A homogenized version and a version that pulls up all the The victors, scabs. I've never known of a time in history where the victors are completely successful in erasing all of the past. Correct. Like, we still know about the Indian genocide. Yes. Even though it's it's becoming more difficult to find it written down. Yeah, and then there's right. that pendulum swing, too. Right. So then something that, that... Anything that's ugly ends up being converted to oral history at some point. It stops being part of the official record. Well, but there's still... Like Allende, for example... Yes. Right. I, I've just, I'm doing a, a show on Cambodian rock. Okay. And um, every, from the 60s, and every artist on my show was executed by the Khmer Rouge. Okay. And wow. Wow. Yeah. That's not good. Right. <laughs> like, you hear something like that, and it's like, oh, it's not so bad here. You know what I mean? Like you start right? thinking. Um. But that's that's a tough standard to judge, right? You know how well your government is doing on the Communist Party of Cambodia. I mean, like as a as a musician, I mean that that's got to hurt because it's like you just you you making music well, with your friends. So like, this was, these were psychedelic bands from the '60s in right. Cambodia as purveyors of Western culture. I see. They got special attention. I see. Damn, so, you're just playing some new wave. Yeah, some twangy, some fuzz guitar, and you boom, get, you're out of here. Yeah, the guitar. Shot him. Or whatever they did to them. Well, they disappeared, and we don't know what happened to them. They wow. just disappeared. Was it, you know, were they put on a work camp and worked to death? Right. Were they shot in the head? Probably more likely the shot in the head. Right. Because of the Western culture thing. Psychedelic music. Unbelievable. Right? Unbelievable. And it's great stuff. It's great stuff. But, yeah. So, yeah. We're not killing 25% of the, uh, you know, of the, the population of the country. We're not doing that. Well, we, we are. We're just not pulling a trigger to do it. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're starving it out. We're giving it poor health care. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a war going on. What Buffett say? There is a class war going on, and we're winning. My class is winning. He did say that. He yeah. did say that. Yeah. Right. And that's the point. Uh, why we need... We need to look at the, the effect of policies on everybody, the, the broad range of, of the population. Um, why do rich people get to have health care and get to have nice things and get to have survive? Stimulus at 1200 bucks since this started. 
since it started. I'm just going to say the Republican Party is so dedicated to acquisitiveness and against people, they're evil. Mitch McConnell is an evil person. Okay. I'm going to say it. Just jumping right out here. Wow. That's, uh... <laughs> and saying the Republican Party has evil purposes. How do we fix this? Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably it's not. crazy, though, how oh, Mitt Romney, like, I, I would have never, you know what I mean? But now it's like, okay. He'll, I could... he'll never get out of Bain Capital, though. Hmm. He'll never he'll never live that one down. No, why should he? Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, there's that. You know, we should talk about the Keating Five at some point. The ones with McCain? McCain yeah. was part of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's real juicy. Um, there was a San Diego connection, that Silvergate savings scandal. Oh, okay. I used to drive by the Mercado when I lived in Phoenix. You know, I mean, it never turned into anything, but I mean, it was nice. It, like, it looked like it was going to be something. Um, well, maybe some other time with the Keating Five. Yeah, maybe. some other time. Well, we should bone up on that a little more. Yeah. But, uh, so this was supposed to be a cocaine show initially. I, we, had so, t- we had discussed that. And we have not yet produced a line. Exactly. I mean, so I mean I of, of, of words. Of I mean. words, <laughs> right. So we'll just have to hold off on that. Maybe we can score later. <laughs> well, all right. Um, so have we flogged this one to death then? I guess so. Um, what else? Professional football started their seasons to mostly empty stadiums yeah, right. yesterday. Uh, some various kneelings. All right. Uh, uh, on Thursday night, the Kansas City team, they, they did their, their thing after the anthem. You know, because there's so much stuff about oh, the anthem. Oh, they stayed in the, yeah. They well, they, they all lined up. They didn't do anything during the anthem. They just, they just, one team didn't come I, out. I understood they right. stayed in the dugout or whatever. One, but, no, one team didn't come out. Yeah, they stayed right. in their locker room. The right. other team just stood, no no protest. After the anthem was over, the, all the players lined up and did a moment of unity that they announced. Oh, okay. okay. They still got booed. Yeah, right. Okay. Massive boos from the Kansas City audience. Yeah. So I think it's time we admit it's not about the anthem. Maybe that's for the next show. Systemic racism? If you're booing a moment of unity that's not <laughs> happening during the anthem, you're booing unity, the idea of unity. I'm with you on that one. Why would you boo the idea of unity? Yeah, yeah. It makes me not want to go to Missouri or Kansas, for that matter, because it's got the same name. Yeah, it's like... Uh... Why are you? Why, why are you not anti-fascist? Why are you yeah. not anti-fascist? Well, people act like you have to join Antifa. If you're against fascism, you are already Antifa. <laughs> right? Okay? Yeah. If you're against fascism, you're Antifa. Nobody has a membership card in Antifa. Like Antifa is so scary. It's like, is Antifa in the room with us right now? <laughs> You know what I mean? Can I see it Show too? us on the doll where well, Antifa just, yeah, touched exactly. you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I loved, uh, uh, who was it? Oh, it was Rand Paul. Right. Who wanted to investigate the Antifa organization. Right. What? How is the structure of this? <laughs> Are they independent and free Subpoenaed cells? Subpoenaed the records of, of the Antifa organization. There must be a command and control for this. And of sort, which generated a, a, a sea of memes that were pretty great. But 
I'm glad the hooded sweatshirts are making a comeback. You know what I mean with all this? Right. After there was a moment, a brief moment there, where we, we almost lost the hoodie as an item. People look down on them. They're, they're, they're less common. Now you got every... Not if they were pink. Oh, well, pink hoodies, sure. But uh, now you got every Antifa super soldier with the hoodie and the... Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I, I need one. Actually. As a fat guy, I like a hoodie. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? It's concealing. You know, you're wearing your black. Hoodie I'm wearing right my now. black hoodie right now. See, I've got a sweatshirt on, but it doesn't have a hood. There's I no need hood. A, I need a hoodie. See, that seems like that would have a hood. Well, I think this show's over. Um, <laughs> what did we learn? What did we learn? Um, we, we talked about social consciousness. We talked about public policy. We right. talked about listening or not listening to doctors. Right. What did we decide to do there? Listen? I don't think we decided to do anything. We decided, well, we've talked about being a good citizen. About, sure. You know, you gotta, you got to yield to the experts. We don't want to panic the public, though. We definitely don't want to panic. <laughs> All of our listener. Okay, we you. Promise, we promise not to say that. Thank you for... <laughs> Look, I want to speak directly to all of our listener right now. <laughs> we promise not to do that. Oh, yeah, we promise not to do that. Tell your friends about the show. Uh, we can tell by the numbers that you're not doing that. <laughs> Bad audience. Bad audience. Your job before tomorrow. Do you want to do a show tomorrow? I don't think I can. Okay. Well, about... maybe. But no, Call at, me tomorrow. No, no, at, at the new studio, the new garden studio. Wednesday might be better. Okay. Well, I'm open to doing a show. Okay, yeah. Well, thank you, Dave. Thank you, James. And thanks, listener. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I did promise. <laughs>